The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your healthcare provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today with me is Brian Festa. He is a civil rights attorney and co-founder of We the Patriots USA and the CT Freedom Alliance. CT stands for Connecticut. Uh, Brian, hey, thanks for being on, brother. Hey, thanks, Tim. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's exciting. So we were just trying to figure out how we met. I was, we were referred, our, our, our buddy Ricky Verandis over at the Ripple Effect podcast introduced us. And the reason why I wanted to have Brian on, for those, most people are coming here because they're really, in, you know, they're concerned about their gut health. They're really wanting to get healthy. You know, they're dealing with uh, severe health issues or wanting to lose weight or, you know, improve their mental clarity, whatever that might be. But it's kind of hard to do that when you go into a broken medical system and our medical freedoms are daily being stripped away. So um, you being an attorney and in the middle of all this, I thought it'd be really cool to have you on and we could discuss this stuff. So why don't you tell us a little bit about We the Patriots USA and the CT Freedom Alliance, and then I got some cool questions for you. Sure. So again, thanks for having me. Uh, my co-founder, Don Jolly, and I started these organizations, both of these organizations, really as a means of taking back our country, right? Because right now, uh, our country has been taken from us. It's been taken from us uh, by people who are part of this sort of insurrection uh, against freedom, against the Constitution, against the principles that America was founded upon. All right. And so our goal is to bring that back, is to stop it dead in its tracks. I mean, you, it's uh, some think it's already too late because of how far it's gone. I don't think it's too late. I think mm -hmm. we can still take back this country. We've got a lot of freedom fighters, a lot of great patriots like yourself um, who still believe in individual rights and freedoms and still believe in the Constitution and still believe that we can be free because this is the greatest country in the world, regardless of what anybody wants to tell us. Um, and we just want to be uh, there to network with everyone else who is in this movement, in this freedom movement, uh, medical freedom movement, uh, especially. We've done a lot of work in that o over the years that, that we've been in existence. Um, and I just want to really sort of um, highlight the importance of, because I know that what you do, as you told me, Tim, is uh, you heal people. You tell people how they can heal themselves. Um, and you are about... Um, you know, getting back to uh, to nature and to what God intended. You know, I'm, I'm going to say God, I'm a man of faith. Okay, what God intended for our bodies. All right. And um, we have charge over our own health and we have charge over our own bodies. And that's what uh, this is all about. That's how we started this. Now, we do a lot more than just health and wellness. That's one aspect of what we fight for is, is health freedom, uh, personal freedom, parental freedom. We fight for educational rights, uh, constitutional rights, Second Amendment, First Amendment. Uh, we fight for, um, you know, uh, having a free uh, and safe environment. We've, we've, we've done a lot of work on 5G, 
uh, and the, the harmful effects of uh, EMF radiation. And we, we did activism with regard to that. Uh, so a lot of it has surrounded health, uh, but a lot of it surrounds things like religious freedom, uh, freedom of speech, uh, educational freedom, the right to be able to send your children to school without a mask. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> and, and we'll talk a little bit more about some litigation we're doing with respect to that. But So the CT Freedom Alliance is more a, of a local group for the region, for Connecticut and the Northeast region, uh, and fighting back locally there and with regard to legislation, uh, with regard to these unconstitutional mandates and things like that. Whereas we, the Patriots USA, is a national group, and our objective there is to network and partner with organizations from throughout the country. Uh, and so it, it's really to sort of create a network is what it's about. It's not for us to be number one and to be you know, in charge here. It's about for us to be partnering on an equal playing field and uniting because we're never going to be able to do this by ourselves. One organization isn't going to win this thing. All right. It's going to have to be a network of organizations because we're fighting a behemoth. All right. The, the government, the pharmaceutical industry, the uh, other corporations that I, I you know, I can, I can name on the, the judicial system, <laughs> Hollywood, mainstream media. I mean, it's all in there, right? I, I mean, there's, yeah, there's corruption everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's corruption everywhere. We could go on and on about that, about corporate America and about the government, but um, really it's, they have so much power. It's gotten out of control. It was never intended to be this way, to to cede this much power to the government. All right, this that's exactly the thing that the founding fathers were trying to prevent. They were trying to make a country of the people, for the people, by the people. Okay, it was the people have the power, and, and I always go back to uh, the the ninth and tenth amendments, and those are very often overlooked. That there's powers that are reserved specifically to the people. Anything not specifically granted to the government in the Constitution is reserved to the people. And many people overlook that. You'll very rarely hear, hear those or see those amendments discussed in judicial decisions, uh, unfortunately, at, at the federal level, because uh, there, there's not a uh, we've lost a respect for the power of the people. Yeah, absolutely. And just for a second, your your um, your co-founder uh, Dawn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's a she's a she's a military veteran. She is. She's a she's a Navy veteran, and she's also a former um, executive who worked at Pfizer, um, actually. Uh, so she has oh, interesting. She's got the inside scoop. She has experience. Yes, she has experience uh, in the pharmaceutical industry at some of the highest levels, uh, as well as in the military. And she has an amazing story. I hope sometime we can bring her on because she's really a dynamic individual. I, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without her. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, it's a great partnership and a great friendship that we, fo- we formed. But um, she actually received two uh, rounds of the anthrax vaccine. She received um, all of her military shots twice because they supposedly lost her records. Um, and so after they lost her records, they gave her everything all over again. This was, she was serving during, during 9-11. Um, and so she went from being a relatively, uh, a very actually healthy, vibrant young person to having, a, right now, I think it's 11 
uh, diagnosed autoimmune conditions and a whole health health of uh, a host of health problems, including you know digestive health, everything. I mean, she's just uh, she has to you know just to function. You should see the amount of supplements uh, and and um, you know products she has to consume uh, just just to just to get to normal or somewhat close yeah. to normal in the morning. Um, and it's all natural. I mean, she's, she's very much on board with what, with what you preached Tim. Um, and that's why I say, I think it would be great to have her on here because she, she was a health and wellness coach for a long time as well before wow. she, before she got into the medical freedom movement. So she knows a lot about the stuff that you talk about and she's, um, totally on board with, with your, what you're uh, preaching. Well, you let her know she can get a free consult with me anytime, brother. I'd be happy to help her and be part of my patriotic duty to give back. I'd love to do it. That's so great. yeah, and we'll have her on for sure. So, okay, we're already, we're talking about, you talked about anthrax shots. So then we just talk about, you know, medical freedom as far as vaccines. What's, what's going on in the forefront right now? So we all know that the COVID-19 vaccine, as we, we record this uh, right now, is, is right around the corner. It came out, I think, yesterday in Bloomberg News that they're predicting it to be available by November 1st, uh, 2020. So that is uh, very scary. That would, that would be a vaccine that's fast-tracked, unlike any other that we've seen before. And we've uh, seen such carnage such devastation from vaccines that were not fast-tracked, although they are not, um, you know, double-blind, placebo-safety tested, they weren't fast-tracked the way that this vaccine has been fast-tracked. Many of the versions of it, I don't know about the one released November 1st, but many of the versions even skipped over animal trials, skipped a whole phase of trials. Um, That is unheard of. And that is scary too. Extremely dangerous, extremely scary because... We all know, again, the, the harm that's been caused. I have a personal story, okay? My son is vaccine injured, very severely vaccine injured. He has, not only is he on the autism spectrum, but he has a very severe mitochondrial disorder, and he's a very severe autoimmune disorder, autoimmune encephalitis. Um, and these things are a direct result, and his immunologist even confirmed his, his condition, his immune problems, at, at the very least, were a direct result of the flu shot. Um, and... That is something, I mean, think, talk about a pointless vaccine, right? Uh, he got that at 12 months old and he hasn't had one since. He, he said he had such a severe reaction, but the, the flu, the, the, the percentage of deaths from the flu is so minuscule in healthy individuals uh, that it's ridiculous that you'd be giving that uh, to a 12 month old child, um, you know, let alone anyone really. Uh, you know, with all of the, if, if you look at the ingredients, and I'm sure you know what's in them. I'm sure you've researched this, but a lot of people in the general public don't, don't realize that there are heavy metals like aluminum in, in, in vaccines, okay, which is a known neurotoxin. A lot of people don't realize that vaccines are manufactured. Many of the vaccines on the schedule recommended by the CDC are manufactured using aborted fetal cells, that there's animal DNA, bovine DNA, swine DNA. Uh, So we have legitimate, from a legal standpoint, it's not only a medical objection for the harm that's been caused, but there are also legitimate religious objections for the reasons that I just stated. It should be, it should be patently obvious that there are legitimate uh, religious objections to vaccines as well. And so when, when the government tries to tell us when they're trying to pass these bills to eliminate the religious exemption as they are doing in Connecticut, as they have done in California and New York, 
when they try to pass these bills and say, well, there's no, there's no official teaching of any, of any major church in the world uh, that, that, that um, says vaccines are, um, are harmful or are immoral. Okay. That's irrelevant. That's a totally irrelevant statement. And the reason it's irrelevant is because the First Amendment protects all sincerely held religious beliefs, even personal religious beliefs. The, the Supreme Court has never said that you, you're only entitled to First Amendment protection if your beliefs align with the beliefs of a major world religion. Uh, and the reason I'm using that phrase is that was the phrase used by the three authors of an editorial in the USA Today that came out on August 6, 2020. And I actually wrote a blog post in response to that. You can find it on ctfreedomalliance.org. If you click on the blog, it'll bring you to, to my blog. But they were saying in that article that to mandate a COVID-19 vaccine would be like the most patriotic thing you could do. Oh, yeah, I read that. That was actually posted on the DC Patriot. It was terrible. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was horrible. And it was written by three professors from Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, right? One was a professor of law, so a lawyer. One was a professor of medicine, a doctor. And one was a bioethicist professor, so a bioethicist, a professor of bioethics, I should say. Um, bioethics, really. You're, you're, you're mandating a vaccine, a fast-track vaccine on, on, on people that's, that's been procured, uh, manufactured using aborted fetal cells, and you think that's ethical. Um, it, it just, it boggles the mind and it's absolutely not patriotic. But in that article, they said, well, religious objections should be eliminated because there's no major world religion that, uh, has banned vaccines. And again, that's a total, number one, it's a false statement. Number two, it's, it's an irrelevant statement because the, the teachings, the official teachings, whether or not they're proclaimed by the leader of the religion, the Pope, whoever, whomever it is, the official teachings do actually prohibit if you actually study the theology of these religions, the official teachings do prohibit uh, taking these vaccines. There are le definitely leg legit legitimate arguments to be made. We hosted back in February of this year, we hosted a religious freedom conference where we had leaders from uh, Christianity, both you know Catholics and Protestant preachers. We had uh, uh, rabbis come and speak. We had an imam. We we, we had uh, so. We, we basically had all of the major world religions that they're talking about. We had leaders from each of those religions get up and say, uh, we object, and this is why, and talk about the theology. And it, that's available on our YouTube channel, or you can just search for Connecticut Freedom Alliance Religious Freedom Conference. If you go and search for that on YouTube, you'll be, you should be able to find that. Um, but it's just absolutely um, abhorrent what they're trying to do right now. And again, I think the, the carnage that's going to be uh, wreaked from this is going to be unprecedented. Yeah. You know, I just noticed uh, while I was watching, we talked about Dr. Shiva Ayadure earlier, MIT, you know, PhD, four PhDs, Fulbright Scholar, one of the top immune um, experts in the world. Like literally, yeah, he's, he's, he's a friend of ours. We've had him on our on our. Yeah, I mean, that friends. guy is freaking smart. And I like him, too. He played baseball. <laughs> and he's a, he's a Patriot. <laughs> so he's really cool. I'm like, I'm going to play catch with him someday. So yeah. and he's healthy. He's healthy. Right. So he's walking and breathing. He said that the vaccines are actually rape, because if you look at, you know, what is rape? It's, you know, penetrating an orifice of the body or whatever. Well, our skin has all these little holes and there there's t thousands and thousands of them on the skin. And I know this, like if you take a shower, you know, five, 10 minute shower, you're, you're sucking in whatever's in that water, toxins or not. So if there's toxins in there, it's like drinking eight, like I think eight glasses of water in a five to 10 minute shower, whatever toxins there are. So our skin's like this sponge, but 
the size of the needle, it has to hit one of the pores. So by definition, if, it, if the needle is penetrating a pore, it's literally a vaccination. It could be legally considered rape, and that's an angle that he's pushing on this to try to protect. And it's, re- it's ridiculous that we have to go to this level to say, no, thank you. You know, if somebody wants to get a shot, that's fine. But, you know, I, I prefer to deal with natural herd immunity, you know, and, and let, my, and let my, uh, my immune system be, build up those natural defenses for life. That's why they thought that shots were going to do that, but now they have to have booster shots. So they don't work as good as the, the human body does in our immune system, that interferon system that Dr. Shiva talks about that's not even in the medical books. You know, they're just talking about the innate and the adaptive immune system. So they're not talking about the bacteria in the gut and the brain and the interferon system. So it's just really, it's really frustrating that we have to go to this level to protect ourselves. So, and I thought another interesting point, I don't know if you noticed this, but when COVID first started really hammering and they did all the lockdowns, young women and men weren't able to take their children in to see their pediatricians. And there was a major drop in childhood death rates. What do you think that is? Well, I think it's obvious what it is. Um, You know, vaccines, I mean, you you look at something like SIDS, right? Mm -hmm. And the uh, leading scientists and doctors, the CDC will say that there's absolutely no evidence that SIDS is caused by, by vaccines, even though a very large percentage of SIDS deaths occur within 48 hours of, of, of a child receiving a vaccine. They say that's a coincidence. And you talk to somebody like Katie Klobes, whose daughter Evie tragically uh, died uh, uh, from a vaccine. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, they, they, she is smeared online. If you, I don't know if you've heard of her before, but if you, mm-hmm. if you What's look, her name? her name is Katie Klobes, C-L-O-B-E-S. But if you read her story, they try to say, oh, it was suffocation. The baby died of suffocation. It was something with SIDS or some other explanation. And they say she's lying. She's making this up. But if you actually go listen to her story sometimes, she's, she's put up a billboard campaign across the United States um, for her daughter, Evie. Uh, with the picture of her beautiful baby daughter up there that was killed by a vaccine. Um, and it happened uh, very quickly after, after she received this vaccine. So it's very obvious uh, that the vaccine was the most likely cause. You know, I, I, I saw a long time ago when I first sort of got into this movement, I saw a meme somewhere on Facebook that said, vaccines, the leading cause of coincidences. And I've always remembered that because it's true. Um, everybody wants to say, well, that's just a coincidence. That's just anecdotal. Uh, You're just, you know, you're just reading too much into it. You're just looking for something. You're looking for a connection. Um, But when you hear thousands upon thousands upon thousands, and now it's into the millions of parents that are telling the same story throughout the world, brought a child in, got the shots, and within 24 or 48 hours experienced this horrible reaction or a death, and you're telling me that's just a coincidence that it just happens to always happen within that window of time. Sometimes within many less hours, sometimes within just a few hours of receiving a vaccine, the the, the child is going into, uh, you know, anaphylactic shock. Um, Well, that's that's actually usually immediate uh, anaphylactic shock or uh, is having seizures. And you can't even get a medical exemption for those conditions in a state like California or New York. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, they're telling you a child that has had anaphylactic shot and been rushed to the emergency room and, and it was confirmed as a vaccine reaction. It's in the medical chart. You cannot get an exemption, a medical exemption for that condition in the state of California. 
So let's think about this. You, you're a, you're a young mother, young father, you have this beautiful child. Do you, you know, it's a lot of work for kids too, taking care of them, the pregnancy and doing all that stuff. And you have this wonderful child. And then basically the state's telling you what to do with your child. And this is what's scary because I've got, I've got a gal right now, a friend of mine, her, her children got, her daughters got in it to an automobile accident, severe automobile accident, like hit by a semi truck, you know, two teenagers basically, or early twenties teenagers. And, um, I mean, we're talking major surgery, spleen being removed, restructuring, drinking out of straws, lucky to be alive, broken, both of them had broken jaws. I mean, they got hammered. And um, the doctors are like saying that like, we need to put her on all these medications because she doesn't have a spleen and we want to give them all these other uh, vaccines and all this other stuff. Now, her as a mother, she, in her way she believes, she doesn't want to do this. But if she says no, I mean, like they could turn her in. They call child custody Child right. Protective Services, right? And then you go into an organization that's like $1.1, $1.2 trillion organization a year that's been ripping away kids from parents. And then, you know, six months to a year and a half later, we find out like 70% of those were the parents were that didn't do any harm at all. So we're talking right. a multi-billion dollar, it's a $1.1 trillion industry. Talk, you were talking about things being, this whole web being deep. It's mm-hmm. There's some major problems here. So... Anyway, it's it's really frustrating when you can't even take your kids to a doctor because if you express your beliefs, then all of a sudden you could you could lose your kids. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's something that we hear a lot. We hear a lot of concern from parents about that is, you know, should I um, should I, should I state my, my feelings? Should I state my opinion as to what's going on with my child even? Um, because uh, if you even suggest a vaccine injury, you can be labeled as uh, maybe a parent that has Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> you know, um, you can be labeled as a parent that is is crazy and and that is not making uh, rational health decisions for your for your your child. So you it, it puts a parent in a position where they don't even want to be honest with their physician as to what's going on. Um, and, and God forbid they just want to exempt from from one vaccine. That's the other thing. Everybody labels us as anti-vaxxers. But many people in our organization are not totally against vaccines. There are a lot of people in our organization that may just choose to exempt from one vaccine or two vaccines Mm -hmm. or may choose just to spread them out. And again, that's everybody's choice. It's about parental choice. But even that, uh, even that kind of thinking leads to just tremendous shaming, um, ostracization uh, of these parents uh, and and just really... um, you know, horrible, horrible treatment of parents that are just trying to do what's best for their child. You know, the government wants to get in between the parent-child relationship, and they want to get in between the the patient-physician relationship, and they have no right doing that. Yeah. So, let me, as an attorney, what would you recommend to um, parents that are, that, you know, they want to take their child into the doctor just for tune up or what, you know, check up and, or maybe they got a little sniffle or something and they're concerned they take them in, or maybe they, they break their arm in a base, you know, falling in a baseball game or skateboard and they got to go in there and then they're like, Oh, you, you haven't got your vaccines. And how, how do they protect themselves and protect their family from, from all this uh, chaos? Well, what I always recommend, and, and I have to give a disclaimer, this is not official legal advice, but <laughs> what I always recommend is that people document, 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 
Um, have the conversations with your doctor and make sure that you have it recorded that on this date you brought the child, you, this is what you told the doctor because their chart's not going to probably match up with your chart. Um, and don't sign. I mean, those waivers usually say, I don't know what they say in other parts of the country, but in our uh, state, they say that you understand that you're placing your child at risk for severe injury or death, that you understand you're harming your child. And I would never sign a form like that. I, we had a pediatrician that tried to get us to sign a form like that, and we refused. In fact, I crossed that out, initialed it, and then signed the form. And the doctor looked at this and said, I don't know why you crossed that out, because it's true. I said, well, I don't believe it. I don't agree with it. And I crossed it out. Within a week, we got a letter from the pediatrician saying we were being kicked out of the practice. Oh, sure. Right? And, we, and we have a pending claim against that physician with the uh, Office of Civil Rights from the Department of Health and Homeland, uh, Health and Human Services. Um, and, and that was a new office that was created by the Trump administration. I do want to let people know about that, that you have the right to file a federal complaint with the Office of Civil Rights um, against uh, any physician that discriminates against you for your religious beliefs. Um, and, and that's what this was. We had sincere religious objections to having those vaccines. Besides the scientific objections, the medical objections, we had religious objections. And by the way, it's complete uh, BS for anyone to say that your objection is not legitimate because you, your religious objection is not legitimate because you also happen to have a scientific or medical objection. And the reason I say that is there is actually case law. Uh, there's a case in New York. There's, there, there's, there's, Precedent, I think, uh, in in New York, there's federal case law as well, I believe, where there is uh, where there have been decisions stating that because the parent, because the individual, um, actually, the case I'm thinking of wasn't a parental case; it was an employment case where it was a nurse, I think, who was refusing a flu shot in the hospital because uh, that's mandated in most hospitals, and because she listed in her pleadings uh, the fact that she had all of these. Uh, health concerns with the vaccine, in addition to the religious concerns, they said, well, that means your religious concerns aren't really valid, that you're really just using that as a shield because you're worried about the health aspects. But to me, that is such an erroneous decision because that is stating, what that decision is saying is that it's not possible for people to object on more than one ground, that you can only have one or the other. They're mutually exclusive. Yeah, And that's just so illogical because there's a lot of people that, you know, like myself, that have legitimate scientific objections and medical objections because I've seen the harm caused to my own child. But also, even if that never happened, I would object. Yeah. I would object I would object because once I found out the ingredients that are in the vaccines, what they're made from, I mean, and, and you know, I, obviously I can't be a part of it. But here's the other thing. The, the, the medical harm, the physical harm that's caused by vaccines, that in and of itself gives rise to a religious objection, because what religion do you know allows for its its members to do willful harm, knowing harm to a child? So the second you know, the second you have the knowledge that that's harmful, that in and of itself is a religious objection, because good. you're it's against your religion to harm a child. Yeah, good point. Good point. So documentation for parents, they document everything. They write down their appointments, what they're going in for, what they're doing. They record the conversations with the doctor. And do they have to tell the doctor for that to be admissible in a court of law that, Hey, I'm going to record this yes. because I want to. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. And in most states, yes, you cannot record someone secretly and have that be admissible. You would have to announce that. And at that point, the conversation would likely stop. Uh, so, right. so that's the that's the catch 22. The, most doctors aren't going to say, that's fine. Record it. I'm going to go on and tell you uh, what of a horrible parent you are and how I'm not going to listen to anything you're saying. They're just going to uh, that'll that'll be the end of the appointment. But um, and then yeah. if they if they kick you out of the if they kick them out of the the the, the clinic, then they can file a lawsuit like you did and they can get a hold of you guys and you can show them how. And what was yeah, the name I of that mean, organization that President Trump put together? Well, it, it was the office. So his administration established the Office of Civil Rights within the Department of, of Health and Human Services, HHS. Okay, okay, okay. So um, it's, it's just uh, the agency already existed, but he put a, he created a new Office of Civil Rights within the agency. Um, yeah, I mean, I just do want to make it clear we are not a lawyer reser- referral service or a law firm or um, uh, we don't give medical advice either. Obviously, we're not physicians. Um, it's Some people get that impression because you go on our website and it says that we're a coalition of attorneys, legislators, mm-hmm. physicians, parents, activists. That's just saying the, we're just reciting the, prof- the professions that all of the uh, or, or the titles, if you will, that all of our members happen to hold, uh, who are members of the organization, but we don't actually provide medical services. We don't provide legal services. Okay. Um, we're an we're, we're an activist organization. We're a political uh, a political activist organization, as well as a um, an educational uh, organization to uh, community outreach, um, uniting people, uh, and just trying to educate again uh, against. Um, this, this, there's no other word to describe it. It seems like an overused term, but it's, it's tyranny is what it is. I mean, there's, there's just, I I keep trying to think of a better word because I keep saying the same word over and over again, but I can't really think of a better one because that's what it is. Awesome. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back in just a moment. How you doing? This is Pat Militaire, former UFC champion and UFC Hall of Famer. My life is hectic. I did a show, finished at midnight in Minnesota, drove four hours north to Fargo, North Dakota this weekend. Three hours later, ran a marathon, taught a seminar that afternoon, got up the next day, ran a little bit more to loosen my legs up, taught another seminar, and then drove home last night for eight and a half hours. Got back home at at two something in the morning. This stuff is what's saving me right now, and it's keeping me going. So imagine what it can do for you, just a nine to fiver. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. We're back with Brian Festa, civil rights attorney, co-founder of We the Patriots USA and the CT Freedom Alliance. We've been chatting it up about parental freedoms, vaccinations, what to do in the case of you being a parent going in, how to deal with doctors, how to protect yourself. You gave a lot of good stuff there. Um, Why don't you just share with us uh, this school mask lawsuit that you've got going on right now. It's in the state of Connecticut, right? Yes. In the state of Connecticut, it's filed in Connecticut uh, state court. And uh, the reason we filed it is the Department of Education issued these edicts in a 73-page document they released on June 29th of this year. They issued these edicts, which are mandates. Many of them are mandates for how kids are to return to school. So uh, one of them 
the one that's the main basis for the lawsuit is that children are required, students are required to wear masks in school at all times, with the exception of designated mask breaks or when they're eating. Now, I don't know exactly how they determine what is it when they have a designated mask break, but the the point is the Department of Education had absolutely no authority to issue these edicts. Um, they didn't do it through the statutory or the regulatory process. Uh, even in times of a public health emergency, they still are required, although the requirements are relaxed for enacting regulations, they still are required to go to the legislature and um, show them what they're trying to do and, and, and go through uh, somewhat of an approval process. During normal times, when you're enacting a, a regulation, you have to even allow for a public comment period. Yeah. Okay, so it's absolutely, um, you know, it was a total flouting of the regulatory process and the statutory, the legislative process, I should say, uh, to just issue this document and, and expect everybody to follow it. Now, they say, they try to have it both ways because at the beginning of the document, they refer to the guide, the, these rules as guidelines. And so guidelines you would typically think is, are just suggestions, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really something you have to follow, but these are recommendations. But the problem is when you drill into the document, it says certain sections are labeled requirements. Mm. And so in the mask section, it says requirements, all children must be wearing a mask in, in school and on the bus too, by the way. Now, that's the first problem, <laughs> is that they did this pursuant to no authority. The second problem is even if they went through the regulatory process, what they're doing is unconstitutional because they are restricting a child's access to an education. In the state of Connecticut, a child under the Connecticut Constitution, in Article 8 of the Connecticut Constitution, a child has a fundamental right to an education. Right, that was defined by us by our Supreme Court in a very famous landmark education case, Chef V. O'Neill, which is actually famous across the country, even though it was a state of Connecticut case. Um, and because that was about disparities, racial disparities in education. All right, it became a very, very uh, landmark case that's cited all over the country. Um, and in that case, they declared that there is a recognize they recognized that there is a fundamental right to an education contained in the Connecticut Constitution at Article 8. Why is that important? Anytime you have a fundamental right under constitutional law, anytime you have a fundamental right, the government can only infringe upon a fundamental right if there is a compelling interest they're seeking to achieve, and if they achieve that interest by the least restrictive means, okay? They can't even show right now there's a compelling interest. You look at the data. I'm sure you've talked about it on your show. You look at the numbers, even the numbers released by the CDC, but if you look at the trends and if you look at the real numbers as opposed to the fake numbers, the data, how it's been manipulated with these comorbidities, I mean, all this information that's coming out now, you saw the fraud case down in Orlando, down in Florida, um, where they were misreporting COVID. I mean, all over the country, there's problems with these numbers. But Hospitals are empty. (laughs) Hospitals are empty. So even if you look at the numbers that are out now, though, it's totally ridiculous that anyone is still saying that there is this state of emergency. Our governor just declared yesterday that he's extending 
his emergency powers, the emergency declaration by five months through February. All right. So he knows apparently that this is going to continue through February, even though the numbers don't even justify it right now. Yeah. And and um, the problem with that is it's going to c- allow him to continue with this almost unfettered uh, power, th- this rule, because in the state of Connecticut, we have a statute that says if there's a declared public health emergency, the governor is allowed to issue all these executive orders and the commissioner of public health is allowed to do things like um, issue uh, orders of mandatory quarantining and issue mandatory vaccination orders. Uh, that's actually in the statute if there's a public health declared. That's but really once scary. that once that once that emergency de- declaration expires, they no longer have that authority. So they made sure to extend it through February, as I mentioned, they're expecting this this uh, COVID vaccine to be out. Uh, the report yesterday from Bloomberg was November first, so it, it's Man. it's just you know it's Scary. obviously it's obviously a setup. Scary. Originally, it was like we're going to shut down shut down the state so that we can stop. You know, originally the shutdown was just to get the the hospitals and everybody geared up. That was originally what it was for. And then we have to flatten the curve. But they just keep extending it. Our governor here, Kate Brown, just extended, I think, till November 3rd, the lockdown. They're never it's never gonna end until they accomplish their agenda. And people just gotta wake up. In fact, you know, um next on my next episode, I've got actually uh uh another um army veteran coming on, uh Aaron Marie Olcheski. I don't know if yes. you're familiar with her. Yes, we know and, Aaron. Yeah, yeah uh, she's, she's actually she's actually pre-recorded. So, but um, well, wait a minute. Wait, this this episode's going out later. So hers will come, and then yours will be after that. So this will okay. Be after. So you guys have already heard her by the time you hear this one. <laughs> but you know, she wrote a book called "Undercover Epicenter Nurse: How Fraud, yep. Negligence, and Greed Led to Unnecessary Deaths at Elmhurst Hospital." And I just followed her on Facebook, and I saw a post where she went into her school, and they were mandatorying her kids wear masks. And then she looked at the masks. They were from Mexico, and they said right on the side of the box, they do not prevent against COVID-19. Yep. But they're they going to force the freaking kids to wear them. It's mm-hmm. like, does anybody have, like, any common sense anymore? It's like we have too many people in the wrong places making decisions for us, and there really is a swamp. It's a big swamp, and it really needs to be cleaned up. It's, in, it's insane. So unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't believe this stuff is going on. It's just ridiculous. So, all right. So you're short for time. I'm going to cut out the second commercial break. We're just going to keep going. Cause I want to, I want to get, I know you got to bounce in 12 minutes. Um, so the lawsuit, I hope you guys win that big time and set some precedent yeah. for other states. And, and, and can I um, just say one more thing about that is we really still do need funding. Uh, you know, loss litigation is not cheap. Mm-hmm. And so we have a donate button on our website. If you go to ctfreedomalliance.org, there's a button on there to donate to the school mask lawsuit. Uh, you'll see it right there on the homepage very prominently. Um, and we strongly encourage, we, we, we ask kindly that um, everybody consider a donation because uh, that's, going to what's, that's going to be what makes or breaks this. Uh, you know, if we don't have the proper funding for the lawsuit, it will be very, very difficult uh, if not impossible to prevail, because uh, there's a lot of hours that go into this and there's expert witnesses and all kinds of things. All of those things cost money. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about a small amount of money. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, um, you know, and, and the, uh, the, the estimate um, could go even higher. It was initially around between 40 and 50,000. But if this continues through appeals and, and gets dragged out for a long time, it could be double that. Um, if, 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 if it plays out through the entire process. Now, what we are seeking to do, and hopefully uh, by the time this is on the air, we would have obtained it, 
but we're, we're seeking uh, in very short order to file an emergency motion for a temporary injunction uh, to stay the enforcement of the mask order while the litigation is pending. Uh, so while the lawsuit is pending, we would um, hopefully get a stay in place so that the children would be allowed to attend without masks in the interim. And uh, obviously that in and of itself would be would be a, bit, a huge victory for these parents. It would at least um, <clears throat> protect them, protect their rights while the litigation is pending during the school year. And it would probably be almost certainly at least through through the end of the school year. Uh, and, and so that would be a huge, huge victory uh, if, if we're able to, to get that. But again, that's going to take uh, some more legal work and we definitely need funding. So um, even if it is whatever, it's going to be a month later from when we're recording this, um, absolutely, absolutely uh, donate because uh, we do expect to still need the, the funds, the lawsuit um, we expect will still be going on. It's, it's, litigation is slow business and yeah. um, we're, go yeah. we're do going as fast as we can, but uh, it's not, you know, about doing it fast. It's about doing it right. Yeah, you know what I've been doing is like, I find anybody that's doing anything, any campaign like Dr. Sheev or whatever, I just start donating donating think about it like, like we really need a network of maybe your network could take over and find this but find all the people like dr shiva that are running for office all the people that are running for office that are upsetting the establishment and get some type of a network where everybody knows who they are there's like the in this state you need to we just send our money out where there's five bucks ahead every, you know, if we get a million people sending five million bucks to every or you know situation like yours we could affect some major change and then you guys Absolutely. are going to keep the money. You take the money that's left over and you'd shove it to the rest of the campaigns. We just keep shoving it. We, we can use our own dollars, our buying dollars to make change. That'd be really cool. All right. So um, since uh, my main company is called chemical free body and we love getting, helping people bring awareness to chemical toxicity and toxins in the environment. You know, for those of you listening again, if you haven't Googled the words umbilical cord and chemical, those three words, do that umbilical cord and chemical and you'll see these studies going back to 2005 where they looked at umbilical cord blood samples and found over 250 toxins in these babies and young mothers supposedly the healthiest of all of us and 180 cause cancer in humans and 212 cause developmental and brain disorders and and the list goes on and on and on so what are what are what are you doing um as far as environmental safety and this chemical toxin removal what do you know about that well i mean obviously we support uh, the work that's been done by uh, Bobby Kennedy with the Children's Health Defense. I'm sure you're you're familiar with it. Uh, his litigation against Monsanto. Um, you know, he's a friend of ours, and he's um, he's done great work uh, with with that litigation. We've also uh, been very active in Connecticut, um, as I mentioned before, with uh, 5G technology and uh, been advocates uh, against the implementation and the acceleration of the implementation of 5G technology. I don't think uh, enough people realize the dangers of 5G technology. It's not about just getting a faster download, all right? Um, they're going to use this thing in every facet of our lives, in every facet of government. Um, 5G technology is going to be weaponized, literally weaponized. Um, and I'm not just talking about the EMF radiation, okay? Um, it can be used to send a, a pulse to your phone, okay, to, to cause an explosion, all right? It, it, and, and that sounds far out there, but do, do some research on it, all right? But beyond that, just having it on every street corner within close proximity to residential homes, 
very, very, very dangerous. The rates of cancer, this has been studied. There's tens of thousands of studies on this, okay? That the rates of cancer incidents where this has been implemented are off the charts. And, and states like Connecticut say they want to be on the cutting edge of the implementation of 5G technology. It kills birds. It kills uh, other wildlife plants. And it kills human beings. And so that is actually one of the gravest threats. It might actually even be a more imminent threat than, than vaccines. Yeah, this, you know, this rollout you, of 5G. And I don't think a lot of people understand, like birds are literally like dropping dead, you know, mm-hmm. and there's things where they can like, they can spray viruses, they could spray molds, they could spray uh, other other toxins, yeast and stuff like that that can, and um, fungus, fungus and molds that could get into your brain, send a signal to your phone to activate them. They're sitting there dormant and they turn on and that could kill you. People don't think that this yep. is possible. It's very possible. Everything is frequency. Your, your yep. heart beating is a frequency. It's yes. an electrical pulse. Your, your atoms on the small level, frequency. Your energy, if you're depressed, you have a low frequency. If you're happy and jolly, then you have a high frequency. Everything is frequency. Then frequency medicine is the future. So um, the thing for me to make 5G is very simple is that the Chinese Communist Party is the ones that are trying to push 5G all over the world. They're trying to unroll it and they're, they're doing it all over the place. The Chinese Communist Party is has been murdering people for years and there's a, over 100 million people that have been killed in the past and right now if you guys look into this falun gong which is a chinese meditation type of yoga practice um that took off in the early 90s there's hundreds of millions of people there that are doing it and the 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 emperor or whatever of china was like oh shit they're getting a little bit too much traction started a propaganda smear campaign about how bad it is and then started locking up these practitioners, like imagine doing yoga and your yoga instructor gets grabbed in front of you during a yoga class, sent off to a prison, they take a blood sample and then they start selling their organs. This is happening right now. It's going on. Any government that would be willing to do that, you can't trust them to do anything. So if the Chinese Communist Party is pushing 5G, then we want none of it. We want none of it. Not to mention that it's right below military grade frequency levels and all the stuff that you talked about and I talked about. Yeah, I'm I'm freaked out about this. And, and where did COVID nineteen originate? Yeah, in China. So I mean, this is all connected. All right, this is all part of a plan, and this isn't conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy theory when you have proof, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, we we have references. You go to our website. We have resources there. We have links to other organizations. We're building it every day and adding to it. We the Patriots is going to have links to resources all over the country and the world, um, and we're building that every day. It's um, we the Patriots USA org, and on Twitter. It is at We the Patriots US. And then for the Connecticut Freedom Alliance, it's ctfreedomalliance.org. And on Twitter, it's at keepctfree. Uh, so those are our, uh, our, our websites and our Twitter handles. And we also have Facebook groups. Um, you know, I don't even want to begin to talk about the horrible things that are happening with Facebook and censorship, but we do have Facebook groups uh, for, now. The, 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 for now, the Connecticut Freedom Alliance and We the Patriots USA. It's funny you say for now, because not funny, but uh, We the Patriots USA was actually taken down 
um, only about a month after it formed, it was deleted from Facebook <laughs> and we had to get it back up. We had uh, one of our um, assistants that works for us co- reached out to Facebook and actually was successful in getting it reinstated, which was huge. But uh, it was it was complete. We couldn't believe it. We woke up one morning and it's like, it's gone. It's gone. All of our style, we had a couple thousand members at that point. It's like, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. But but we were able to get it back. Yeah. And then, you know, the when you find out the Facebook's in, in bed with Communist Party, CCP as well. Yep. Just anything connected to the Chinese Communist Party, you got to get the hell out of there and not believe it. It's just like Fauci. I mean, Fauci's friends with Gates. Gates was hooked up with Jeffrey Epstein as a known pedophile. I ain't trusting Fauci. All right. Birds of a feather flock together. Don't forget it. All right. Brian, thanks for coming on today. I know you got to bounce. So, um, guys, check them out at wethepatriots.org. Um, uh, we the Patriots USA.org. I'm sorry. If sorry. I said that my, wrong. my bad. Yeah. My bad. We the Patriots USA.org and CT Freedom Alliance.org. And if you can contribute a couple bucks, five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, anytime you find an organization like this, just start sending money. That's what I do. Some of them I send a hundred, some of them I send 20, 50, whatever I can, where I think it's my importance, what I feel like I just send it out. And, um, man, that's how we're going to take our country back was put our, put our money where our mouth is. You think you can't make a difference, share things on Facebook, on social media while you can, if you can get it out there before they censor it. Um, share these links to this videos, um, to your friends in these podcasts, YouTube videos we put out, share, 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 get the information out there and put your money where your mouth is. And if you want freedom, you know, there's a reason why people are still trying to come to the United States. It's because it's the best place to be on the planet right now, because, it's nasty in other places. It really is. And that's why there was so much upheaval and, and uh, riot and uh, uh, protesting all over the world. And how convenient COVID came in and squelched all that yep. protesting, like in Hong Kong and all these other places. And one thing, I, last thing I just want to say is if it's still available, if they haven't taken it down, because we're having a vaccine safety awareness marathon online, uh, we hope to keep that available on our YouTube channel, the Connecticut Freedom Alliance, as well as We the Patriots uh, USA, and also. Um, you know, have that on our Facebook pages and keep that up there. So if it's still available when you're listening to this, check out that marathon. It's a 24-hour marathon that we did uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, and it's just uh, amazing lineup of speakers, some of the biggest activists in the movement from Dell Bigtree uh, to uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, science, scientist, Dr. Brian Hooker, Teresa Deicher, just the list goes on and on and on of amazing, amazing guest speakers. So check that out if you can as well. That's really cool. All right, guys. And always, everybody around the world, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Um, our audience is growing. Thanks to you sharing these links. And um, we really appreciate that, getting this information out. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll talk to you again really soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. We'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 